Bacon bit. Bacon bit. Joel, where where are you, Joel? I'm small now. <laughs> your voice is so cute when you're small. Uh, hi, listener. Hey, welcome. everyone. Welcome to our Bacon Bit review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. Here's what's crazy is I remember. Yeah. Season one. We reviewed the first Ant-Man movie. Was remember? that season one? Yeah. Because it's 2015. Yeah. I mean, that makes and sense. And I put us in, uh, I basically put our faces on little Ant-Man, Ant-Men. And yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think we were just standing in front of the poster in that image. Were we? I can't remember. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. But here we are. There's no now, way of knowing. The third of the trilogy or whatever this franchise has become. And it did, uh, it did kind of feel like a, a trilogy to me. Like these are kind of three films that can be on their own outside of the, the whole mess of things. Like obviously there's other things tied into it, but these stories never felt, they kind of always felt on their own to me. Did they? I think so. Okay. Maybe I'll have to go back and watch them. But the truth is also, this used to be Ant-Man... Full disclosure here right at the beginning, Ant-Man was my least favorite Marvel film for a while there. Yeah. And other others have come in and replaced that since then, but this has right. never been one of my favorite franchises. Right. And when I heard the title was going to be Ant-Man of the Wasp Quantum Mania, considering how I think we did review Ant-Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. and how I mocked that I said, like, it's just quantum everything now. And then they announced oh, yeah. the name. Quantum yeah, Every other word was quantum. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole movie's quantum, and it is. Yes. So the uh, summary of this movie is Scott Lang and, well, we're going to say family because they name every character in the synopsis, explore the quantum realm where they interact with st- strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Yes, and we will be spoiler-free for the first part of this review, so even if you haven't seen it, you can enjoy it, uh, and then we'll get into the spoiler full section. We'll let you know when that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so this one it has a, a rough road to follow because even the most hardcore fans, well, they're going to love everything. But after Phase 3, which ended with Endgame, Avengers Endgame, yes. it was really this culmination of 10 years of movies and a culmination of a story. Mm-hmm. And then Phase 4 happened and there's a lot of new Disney Plus shows and there's a lot of intersecting storylines about the multiverse. But it was kind of like teasing what's going to happen, guys. Yes. And everyone's waiting for cameos and carryovers from stories. And now we're officially, question mark? This is the beginning of phase five. Uh, phase five. And so we're leading on with a villain that will now take the arc of phase five. Hopefully. Sure. Will you know. say hopefully like you don't know? or Well, no, it's just it's hopefully in the sense of like, will they use him well? Will they use him wisely? Ah, yes. Will he come in too early? Will he come in too late? Will it be the exact same uh, kind of arc as Thanos where he makes an appearance at the beginning and then eventually comes? Yeah. I, I think know. that question can already be asked and maybe answered if he's come in too early or too late or used effectively. Yeah, that's true. Because this is the... Okay. And this villain is Kang. Kang the Conqueror. No, we can't say that. We, we cannot? Have, we have to say him. This entire this entire review. Because all during the movie, they kept saying like, oh, no, I'm afraid of him. And they're like, him? Oh, the Conqueror. And then they call yeah. him him again after they've already introduced him. The whole movie, they kept doing that. And I'm like, man, if I was in this world, every time they say to him, I'd say, who? Just to make him say it again. Right. Well, but they wouldn't tell you because they keep secrets the entire time. This is kind of like the Harry Potter curse where they're like, if you guys just actually talk to each other and (laughs) told each other, I don't know, the truth, the plot could have been avoided. My official review says, I would love to give you my review of Ant-Man 3, but there's no time. There's no time. I can't tell you because there's no time. Right. Don't you understand? There's no time. We can't talk about it. Well, there kind of is no time and because the movie starts out and it's it's very Paul Rudd-esque. It's very, it fits along with the series where you see him going on this book tour and he's like, hey, I'm the world's smallest hero, but here's why you need to give me a chance. And it is quirky and it's fun. And then within four minutes, 
They go to the quantum realm the entire movie. It is, I, I, this isn't a spoiler, just to prepare you, your expectations. Yeah. It is 95% in the quantum realm. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. Like, I expected there to be some back and forth and, and some real world crossover, and there, right. there wasn't. Right. And Which seems a little bit strange. I know that they had to, I, they've mentioned the quantum realm. But for a character like Ant-Man with his powers mm-hmm. of shrinking and growing and mass and inertia and all that kind of stuff, it does seem rather pointless to have him in the quantum realm, given yeah. his powers. I mean, he's a superhero, but his his powers are largely dependent on the suit and largely limited. Yes. So it's like he can grow, he can shrink. So there were times when I kind of went, he's not the best man for the job here. And even all of them combined. So the wasp. Yeah. She can fly. Right. Why have they not added that to Ant-Man's suit? Because it is a necessary thing, even yeah. though, hmm, this isn't a spoiler, but even though falling in this world is pointless. Yeah. Well, because they treat it as if it's like space. You can fall forever, but then hit something on the way down and you're okay because uh-huh. you didn't go all the way down. Yeah. And every time that happened, where he, like, well, there were parts where I was like, oh, no, he's going to fall. I'm like, oh, no, wait, it doesn't matter if he falls. I think it's because this movie is more of a fun house than it is yeah. uh, meant to have genuine, genuine risk. Yeah. Like, this is meant to be a very vibrant world, mm-hmm. an unseen universe with vibrant aliens. Yes, and it is. Villains. It is almost entirely green screen and CG. Oh, yes, completely. Like, I'm not, their suits probably aren't even, they're no, not really they're not. wearing their suits. And I, you feel that. After a while, it's kind of that green screen fatigue where you're like, well, nothing's real here. And so the stakes almost lessen. How do you feel how it looked, though? I mean, let's just talk Look, about visuals. They swung for the fences. I think there sure. are some visual effects that were uh, intentionally bad. Really intentionally? I think they were intentionally bad to look goofy. And that was fine. But uh, huh, okay, I, we'll get into that the spoiler yeah. section. But I do feel like they, they did a good job. So... It's a lot of work. I feel like with modern movies, I feel like if a movie like this came out in the 90s and we saw basically purple and brown clouds and a lot of cool laser lights and all that kind of stuff, we would have been blown away. But you see that so often now in modern blockbusters, especially cape flicks, where you're like, "Uh, I actually, my eyes don't care anymore. This is all visual white noise where I'm like, it all looks so good, question mark, that none of it looks good. And and it kind of turned into mud for me. It's very busy, especially during fight sequences. It got very, very uh, busy muddled. to the point of pointlessness. Yeah, you, well, because your brain just kind of shuts down. Like because, we, like we've seen uh, movie clips, FMVs on video games, and that's what it feels like. It's like, oh, this is a chance for me to grab a soda. Uh, but uh, bringing this back a little bit, sure. Well, no, I'll jump here. So this movie is shorter than recent MCU movies. Two hours, five minutes. Two. It's just over two hours, mm-hmm. which is a relief coming from off from like you know Black two, Panther. Two and a half, two forty, right? These longer movies, but at the same time, I still feel like they could have cut out like ten minutes, twenty minutes of this. Yeah, and it was that visual noise where it's like, yes, we're exploring this world, but we're doing it again, and we're doing it again, and the fight scene goes on a little long, and it's like, yeah, okay, it's just visual white noise at this time. Yeah, so I think it could have been a little shorter. Yeah, and there was a lot of world building that they tried, but I, I don't think they ever really addressed it more than a throwaway line, because there are several. peoples (laughs) peoples <laughs> there's like uh tribes and a lot of different alien type creatures mm-hmm. in this quantum realm and you're like oh okay they've established like grand cities and or kingdoms yeah like this is pretty crazy how they all get there and they kind of like minorly address it and you're like actually i don't really care because the movie doesn't either well and that's one of my big questions too sure is and maybe to get in the spoiler full section but the quantum realm itself i'm like 
how did everything form down here? I think here? you kind of just get lost. I think that's why everyone's there. You get lost there. I guess. It's like the black hole. But some people are like, yeah, you know, we've been here forever, tribes and generations. And I'm right. like, uh, how? Right. But also time is weird down there too. I mean, we know that time passes differently down there than well, Is outside. that really ever truly explained? But, well, we can't In get a movie where yet. science is meant to be the focal point... They, they really wave their hand a lot. Yes, a lot. A lot. So let's move on to the performances because we have obviously Paul Rudd uh, as Ant-Man, Evangeline Lilly, who's the uh, co-named lead, but not really the co-lead in this movie because more so they focus on Scott traveling and they kind of get separated in two groups. Scott traveling with his daughter, Cassie. Yeah, played by Abby Ryder Forston. No, wait, Emma Furman. No, wait. <laughs> Who is she now? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's because a, they recast her a few they, times. They recast her. And and I don't know. Cassie, his daughter, I kind of got annoyed by her. Sure. Like I, she really was like that stock teen character. And th- this is one of my big pet peeves in movies. Go on. Yeah. I have kids. I have teenagers. Yeah. I know sometimes they'll act like teenagers. But when things go south, when things get scary, when things go bad, they will revert to help me mom, dad. I'm a right. kid again. Yeah. And in movies all the time, they're like, no, I'm a rebellious teen. And even in the face of danger, I'm going to be cool, calm, collected, rebellious teen. Yeah. And nothing phases me. And I'm going to keep my attitude. And I'm just like, no, don't well, do that. It just takes away from the immersion. It it adds to the fact that this is a fun house. And, and lower, all the characters the know stakes. it. Totally. When the, when, when the kids are not, taking, are not scared, we're not taking things seriously, you're like, why should I as yep. be scared? I will say the the two highlights of this movie, they're being a little overhyped, but I would say the best part of the movie is probably Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, she is given more of the focal point here because she has more of the history from the second movie in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance for her to actually show emotion. I feel like they, that takes away from Michael Douglas's Hank Pym character. Oh, he looks so it becomes frail. a joke. Yeah. And then Evangeline Lilly barely has a role, but then... The, the main focus here... Oh, she got a new haircut. Yeah. She, uh, the main focus here is Jonathan Majors as him. <laughs> yes, the villain whose special power is not, not opening his mouth. Y- yeah. <laughs> Drove me nuts. Sure. As he was talking and acting, he has this very subdued performance, and he honestly would like just keep his mouth pursed the whole time. Well, he's like, like mad dogging the entire time. Yeah, he's like, right? oh, I'm going to kill you now. And yeah. I'm going to be very calm. That's meant it. to be menacing. It is, but it's the whole movie. Yeah. And I just kind of went, okay, dude, you're, you're just kind of overplaying this. Right so now. they're building up to a new Avengers movie where he will be the main villain or at least a, you know, a version of him, you know, because we the multiverse has been established sure. in the Marvel Cinematic sure. Universe. And so it is meant to be a menacing uh, villain and maybe one of Marvel's better villains. No, I can't even say I that. I have really. to see where it goes first. Though. Yeah. But also when you put a, a scary villain in a movie like this, it does take away the weight. Well, it's kind of like Christian Bale in Thor, yes. Love and Thunder, where right. you get this kind of really heavy villain right. in a silly movie. Totally. But Ant-Man, I mean, Thor has had silly and non-silly. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man's been kind of this consistent in tone of like, you know what? We're just going to have fun here. Everyone have a good time. Oh, I think it's Paul Rudd. But, show. but were they having fun? This seemed like they weren't having fun. You don't think so? Uh, no. I think this is like, it seemed like there were a lot of rewrites. They tried to inject jokes. I did laugh once and it was from a side character. And, I laughed a few times. And that's really all that got me. But I didn't feel like the joy or levity in this one. They kind of just wanted us to laugh at 
Michael Douglas is flying a plane by putting his hands inside caterpillar mouths. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's a crazy visual. Spoiler alert. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> this world didn't feel fun. By the way, Zach's not here. Oh, yeah. We should clarify. <laughs> hey, Zach. Zach's like, I he, don't care. He didn't, see, he didn't see this movie. He, he wanted to save it. He wanted to savor Stop the moment. That. No, he said. And come in fresh. He's like, either I'm going to sit here and uh, want to be spoiled because I don't care about this or leave because I don't care about this. Yeah. And so, and I feel like they want people to care about this because this is the lead off of phase five. This is meant to reattract the audience. I, I just got to look at something real quick. Yeah. Kent. Um, I'm just going to look at phase four of the MCU here. Sure. And I'm just going to kind of just gauge right now in my mind, if this movie is better than anything in phase four. It is better than one thing. Well, okay. It's not better than Spider-Man No Way Home. No. But it, it is definitely a step up, I think, from most movies in phase four. Most, most projects in phase four, I should say. I think it's a step up from Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. And that is it. That is it? Yeah. And I didn't watch a lot of the, the TV Eternals? shows. I didn't watch... <sighs> it's better than the Eternals. <laughs> Black Widow? <laughs> No, it's about the same. Uh, Shang-Chi? No. Oh, no. no. Shang-Chi's probably better than this. Yeah. But, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I stopped watching the TV shows because what these movies have become is uh, to be continued. Oh, yes. And that drives right. me nuts. One, one big round of applause I will give to this movie is that it is self-contained in the sense of there is a story that happens in this movie. Okay. There is, and there is an ending to this movie. They're not going to finish the story later. They can, and they will. Sure. But they ended it in a way it's but like, it's over. How in any way does this give respect or proper conclusion in a trilogy to the main character? This is just a, it feels like an episode, uh, two episodes of something where you're just like, what a fun adventure, but there it's not a trilogy capper. No, there wasn't much of an arc in regard to, to Paul Rudd's character. What is his character's name? Uh, Scott Lang. Thank you. Yes. There wasn't much an arc there in the first place. He's kind of the same person he was at the beginning. Right. And that's just who he is. Yeah. And but I, shame. What but a shame. I agree. This does not feel like a finale to his character. It feels like another episode in his story. And maybe they will do more. Who knows? But I hope not. I, or maybe get a different director. Someone that has vision. Because the same guy directed all three. Yeah, Peyton things. Reed. Yeah, Peyton Reed. And wow, I think he's done a real, like below mediocre job with this franchise. Obviously, I'm a fanboy for Edgar Wright, and he was meant to do the first. And any good ideas of Ant-Man were taken, obviously, from the comics, but from the storyboards of Edgar Wright, which have now... That's right. That's why you hate this franchise from the get-go. Oh, yeah. I was already a little biased. But no, I also think it's just not funny whatsoever. Michael Pena's not even in this movie. I mean, spoiler alert. Why would you do that? <laughs> right? Uh, no, I think it's it's beyond mediocre. And they uh, nearly waste an intro of a good villain, or at least a villain they're trying to hype up. But he's been introduced before. Yes. But this is the, true, Loki. This is true, the true villain state of the character. Okay. Because that was not done before. And I think every, it was a disservice to everyone here. The fact that it is all in green screen atrocious and the character we're going to bring up in a spoiler uh, later is beyond parody you think it is actually parody i think it is uh marvel graphic artists not being paid enough and being given a very short deadline <laughs> and i think it was i i don't know if you heard me there were several times in this movie i said oh no oh come on yeah like i audibly was annoyed and i walked out with a headache 
Oh. Yeah, I think it's the colors. And I was like, the whole thing looks so muddy that I just was beyond feeling fine about a blockbuster movie. All right. So what are you going to give us? A, a, D. a D? Straight D. A D? Oh, it, it deserves a D. Mm. This is one of the worst. This is a tier three Marvel movie mm. in phase five. Where are you at? Uh, I'm not a D. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, uh, as as the family friendly person here on on Vegas, I want to sure. reference the fact that this is uh, fairly clean, fairly family friendly. Okay. I mean, it's got a little violence in it, but it's mostly like cartoon violence, mm-hmm. sci fi violence. Yeah. And uh, so not much there, and language and, and all that. I think was pretty tame. So overall, my son asked if he could go see it, and I said, Yeah, probably so. Mm-hmm. That's probably fine. Right. Uh, but I I was I did enjoy parts of this more than, and I maybe I need to go back and watch the original Ant Man again. Because I gave the second one a higher score than the, the first one. Yeah, you did. And this one, I'm giving the same score as the second one. It's okay. A, it's three stars. Yeah. I, I liked it. It's it pretty was generous, fine. but yeah. Maybe it's just because I was I was so disappointed in phase four stuff that right. I got to this one and I went, oh, Step fine. in the right direction? Yeah I, I yeah. think this is a better footing for phase five than anything in phase four. Where it yeah, because all, they were trying to find it. And all the right. loose ends they left hanging on both sides. Right. But... All right, so there we go. That's, okay. You, we disagree a little bit, but we both agree. Not stellar. No. But you put pretty... The D's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible movie. It's not that terrible. Yeah. All right, we're getting into spoilers now. Yeah. Ants, 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 ants. Spoilers. Okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> yes. We're going to spoil Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man so, and the Wasp. Remember that line when uh, Michael Douglas... I keep calling him Michael J. Douglas, but Michael Douglas <laughs> comes back and he, he's going to save the day in the end. I'm jumping right to the end. He goes... Oh, these ants are really smart, everybody. Somehow. We talked about this for like two seconds before. Have you heard about socialism? <laughs> yeah. That was a little weird. Anyways, let's jump back to the beginning. So uh, yeah, so at the very beginning, this whole thing could have been avoided if Michelle Pfeiffer would have just told them yeah. what happened down in the quantum realm. Here's why the quantum realm was bad. Please don't try to connect. And yet, even as they're walking through the jungles of the quantum realm, and they're like, what happened? She's like, and she turns around and stops and is like, we don't have time. We have to find the others. And I'm like, you're literally walking and yeah. could tell them the entire thing. Yes. And the whole the whole first part is just, wow, I can't tell you. Oh, I can't tell you. Oh, I can't tell you. We don't have mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, just say something. Yeah. And a whole bunch of, like you said, a few simple conversations would have resolved most of the issues here. So really the, the plot is simple. And they show this in the in the first scene, I guess, or maybe like after you know we get to the quantum realm. But they show a flashback, which is always fun. Um, but it's uh, Kang landing; he was um, jettisoned into the quantum realm yes. as a prisoner, and then he meets up with Michelle Pfeiffer, and she trusts him, and she wants to help him get out so that she can get back home to her family. Mm-hmm. And and they kind of show this throughout the movie, not just in the intro scene. And then she finds out what kind of a villain he's done and, or what kind of villainous things he has done. Mm. And so she uh, traps them both there. That's the really the whole story is like, hey, we, we've got to avoid him. We've got to avoid him. Like beyond the flashbacks. Who? Yeah, right. It's just, hey, let's avoid the bad guy. Oh, we're going to send you to the bad guy. Hey, look, it's a cameo by Bill Murray for one scene. I'm going to send you to the bad guy. Yeah. That's the whole plot. It really is. And they kept being like, you don't know what I did. You don't know what I did. Sure. You don't know what I did. You want okay, spoiler alert. We've we're here. spoiler we're territory. Here. You wanna know what she did, listener? She ran away and came home and that's it. Yes. Like she she found out she like as she's helping this guy and helping trying to rebuild his his ship, he find she finds out it's a TARDIS. Right. It can travel through time. It can travel through time and space. Um, but she finds out he has this machine that can t- get him back free and he can go keep conquering worlds, and she destroys it. Which is good and tries mm-hmm. to stop him, but then she runs away when she gets a chance and leaves him there to kind of 
rule with terror. Yes. And that's her big secret. And I'm like, that's literally what any human would have done in that situation. Right. It's like, you know what? I don't belong here. This isn't my world. I'm running home because mm-hmm. I have a chance. Yeah. And then she didn't tell him. She didn't even tell him there are people down there. No. Which I was like, you didn't have any conversation. We're like, yeah, there's life down there. We're scientists. We're studying this thing. We're studying the They're all trapped, around. by the way. Yeah. By a conqueror. Mm. And it's like, <laughs> she doesn't even want to bring it up. Sure. Why? Yeah. But I did have a lot of questions. Like you, you said, for a movie about science, they wave their hands a lot. Like the sure. whole point of the first movie was we wear this suit because when we shrink, we're not sure if we're going to be able to, because the air molecules are going to be different and we won't be able to breathe. Right. Wave, 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 yada, yada, yada. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, the quantum realm, probably poisonous. Nah, never mind. It isn't. Right. Whatever. Do they have the same mass when they shrink and, and like it's all about force and weight and what they do? They say that in the first movie. Or can they just carry a cop car around? Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a physician physician physicist physicist I'm not a phys- physician or a physicist <laughs> neither <laughs> I couldn't get it right again sure. but like the whole thing of like they say that's why their punches are so powerful because they're focused yeah and yet at the very beginning scene a mortal Cassie who's just a normal human being pulls a cop card out of her pocket and puts it on the table and I'm like wait a minute yeah now they're just saying uh, when you're you got to jump and punch. Right. Yeah. And that's you grow big. That's also, it. they made a big point in I think it's the second movie when he can grow. It really tuckers him out like yeah. he passes out after. Right. Yeah. Wave your hand at that. That's not a, that's not a thing anymore. I yeah. don't know. Just stuff like that where I kept being like, you established these rules. No. The, well, the rules just don't make sense. And uh, this brings us to King, who really just kind Dang. of like <laughs> I wish uh, he just has all sorts of powers. Right. Stopping things in midair. Um, having laser blasts, of yeah. course. And maybe I, I'm like, oh, he's an alien, I guess. That, that makes sense. But it's it just whatever he needs to do, he can do because he's so powerful. He has all the powers. Yeah. I, I thought that same thing. I'm like, well, what what is this guy? What, he, what can he do? Right. Like even Thanos, I mean, he's big, strong, and tough, but he didn't have powers until he got the stones. Right. And then he could bend time and space. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, he's like, wave my hand, prison door opens, wave my hand, go in a, uh, open a portal to a different place step on these magical platforms and then he's invincible too, mm-hmm. but then he can get punched in the face and it hurts him. Right. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, there is nothing to understand. I wish I had a character sheet like I did back in the GI Joes back in the day where yeah. it's like, you know, strengths, weaknesses. Well, speaking of GI Joe, remember on those cartoons when they were shooting each other and there'd just be red lasers and blue lasers going back and forth. Yeah. That was this movie. Whenever there was a battle, I mean, there were a few deaths, which were not graphic, not anything good. Yeah. But I was like, okay, there was some some character stakes, but it really was just lasers going back and forth. Who died? Uh, oh. Some of the some of the random side characters. Yeah. The, I mean, and Modok. Let's talk about Modok. <sighs> so Modok is a character from the comics and cartoons, which yeah. is just basically a big head with tiny arms and tiny little legs, yes. designed for killing. Designed for killing. Uh, what is it? Machine only designed. I can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's an acronym. Modok. Yeah. M-O-D-O-K. But he's a goofy looking character. Mm-hmm. So when they bring him into this movie, I was like, okay, he's kind of a goofy looking character. And it's like the metal face. Turns out it's a mask. And he flips it up and it's Darren. Darren Chris. Darren. What is his name? in the first No, it's movie? not Darren Chris. He's from Glee. Oh, <laughs> uh, But his name is Darren. He's the yellow jacket villain from the first movie. Yes. And, and I liked how they tied that in where it's like when you see him in the first movie, they throw a disc at him and he ends up kind of shrinking really weird and then disappearing. Yeah. yeah. 
And in this movie, it shows that that actually caused him to become a big head with tiny arms and tiny legs. That is a near movie ruiner for me. And I think, you know, it seems like it sounds like you're seeing the humor in it. I saw whereas I saw his face and I was like, put the mask back on. As uh, dumb as that voice was, I it hurt my eyes to look at the bad CG. It looks like like a like a spy kids. No, like a FaceTime filter. Sure. But like, honestly, the world is Spy Kids or Shark Boy and Lava Girl with a little bit of uh, the Star Wars prequels because there's all these alien species. Yeah. None really described. But Modoc especially, I didn't care what they did for the character. I think he actually took away from the villainy of Kang because he was just such this... Oh, I'm the wormy lackey that's the whipping boy. And exactly. I, that's what he's supposed to be. Uh, is he? I feel like there needs to be a little bit more threat than that because it just felt like Marvel being Marvel. We got to throw in the jokes because we don't want to instill real fear. But I mean, he has been a goofy character before. He's designed for killing. But Patton Oswalt. Well, in the, in a recent cartoon series. Yeah. Yes. And and he's just kind of a goofy looking character. No, but he's, he's had a that murderer. Before. He's a bad dude. I'm as sure goofy he as he looks. Yeah. I struggled every time this character was on screen to look at the screen really? because the CG was so ugly. I it's 2023. Know. Like, get it together, people. Pay your graphic artist more. <laughs> Try. Uh, they spent it on so much else. But that's the thing. I thought it intentionally was supposed to look goofy. I mean, that's why. If, they... if so, then that's like telling a joke and hoping that a quarter of the audience gets it. <laughs> because I think most people look at this and go, I just saw Avatar, something that blew everyone, and they spent a lot of money, but something that blew everyone away visually, and now I'm watching this that looks like a Snapchat filter. Mm. This is made for $250 million, like, try harder. But they spend that all on the holes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the clouds, I guess, or whatever this was. Yeah. Uh, also, I was very happy, Kent. About? Very happy to see Randall Park back. As FBI agent Agent Jimmy Woo. Did he have a speaking line nope. in this movie? <laughs> they said, I heard all this thing like, oh yeah, he's back. Randall yeah. Park's back. This is going to be great. Because the magic trick. Literally, he's in a, he's in a montage. Yes. He doesn't have a single speaking line. It's just showing them having lunch together. And I was like, that is disappointing. Baskin Robbins got a much bigger line than he did. They did. The manager of Baskin Robbins, they literally. Did. Yep. Like, and then This movie does have the... I don't know why they keep doing this. Okay. Because they know it's a joke at this point. Mm-hmm. But having the faceless, fragile army of the antagonist. Yeah. The space cops or quantum cops or it's whatever. It's so done. Yeah. Where it's like they don't have faces. So therefore, they're not, you know, we, it makes it less shocking when they die. Right. And they're fragile because even though they have all this armor on their robots, mm-hmm. a swift punch to the face and they turn into dust. Totally. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand this. Yeah. Why are they still doing this? From the Gina Carano type. That is also really poorly explained. Yeah, she was uh, she was kind of a she was definitely a one dimensional character. Yeah, the whole time. I mean, who isn't in this movie? Michelle Pfeiffer, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's about it. Oh, and yeah, Cassie's thing. I, I kind of mentioned this to you before about how she's getting after. I, I understand the concept of the superhero does something cool and tries to ride off that fame for the rest of their life. Right. Sure, but she literally gets after her dad, saying he's like, you know, I saved the world. She's like, yeah, but I was. Stopping, or I was uh, protesting cops moving homeless people in the middle of the night. And I'm a peaceful protest, Dad. I'm a better person than you, Dad. And I'm like, your dad literally saved the world. I think there are some missing plot lines because the trailer sold this movie as Scott wants time back with his daughter and he's going to make a deal with the devil to do it. And then you watch the movie, and it's more so Michelle Pfeiffer being sad that she left her daughter 
when she was young. Yeah. And really, the only Her reason... Her being the wasp. The only reason Scott actually helps Kang is because he threatened his daughter's life one time. Like in every movie. I, I have a damsel in distress, and now you're going to do everything I need you to do. Well, and no, I was it's, like, not, it's not even that. It's the whole, I'm going to kill you. Fine, go ahead. I'm going to kill them. No, don't do that. Right. And so Scott does something that is going to give this guy the power to escape and also destroy worlds. He needed a thief. And I heard you're a really good thief. What? That was so pointless. That, that, that actually, I just kind of went, no, you don't need him as a thief. You need him because he can shrink down and he understands, yeah. he understands the technology. Right. And then it's like, we need a sight gag. Okay, when you get to the center of this core, which is going to repower the TARDIS, uh, there's going to be a thousand of you because it's probability. It's yeah. every sort of timeline, whatever that, is that happening. Was, that was poorly explained. Uh, the visual of the anthill, I was, I was into that. I did really like the moment when all of them start working together, and he's like, how are you doing that? He's like, well, we all want the same thing, to save my right. daughter. And I went, ah. And okay. it looked like ants. I was like, oh, okay, that actually yeah. pulls it back to why Scott's in the movie. At the very beginning of the, of the movie, yeah. they show the ants in, little, in, in, in the real world. Mm-hmm. And they show the ants in like a little ant cage thing. They've all got little tech on their heads. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're very advanced ants. And then you see them kind of all get sucked into the quantum realm along with everyone else. All the ants get sucked in there. Sure. I spent the whole movie going, well, when are the ants going to come back? The ants are going to come back, right? I think the ants got to come back. Oh, the ants are going to come back at the end. Oh, the ants are going to come back at the end. And then when they did, like this, they're trying to be this big, huge surprise. I'm like, yeah, we literally saw this coming a mile yeah. away. Except for the ants lived for thousands of years and became super advanced. Because they, they yada, 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 and went through a Michael time Douglas warp. Michael understood them. Yeah. That's <laughs> so stupid. That was really weird. But once again, having the ant army come in and destroy them was satisfying. Like the, the rebellion aspect of... I but mean, if you think about it, the army of ants took out Kang. Yes. They were the ones that took out Kang. Yeah, there was a final fight between... Uh, but did they take him out? Well, no, because... Well, they took out his powers. Because if you kill his bracelet... Uh, apparently, he can only just fight man to man. I guess, and so he starts fighting at man, and then the wasp comes and saves the day at the end. And it's like a one scene in the movie, which I thought they were going to do something with time dilation there because the quantum realm runs at a different time. Would have been clever because you know Scott was the last one out, and then they came back to get him. And yeah, but it didn't seem like any time. Had well, passed. it's funny because there's like a threat where the family all goes back, and then Scott stays behind to, to take out the bad guy once and for all. Hmm. And then you're like, oh, is he stuck again? Is there going to be stakes here? Is Scott going to die? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Wasp comes through, and the, the, the gate closes. It didn't need to close, by the way. And they're like, oh, no. Where's our parents? Two minutes after the fight ends, hey, we got you. Come back through. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, listen, I want a sliders-type ending where things aren't going to go super well. But what's one thing I, I will say is good, though, is the fact that he got back and his story was over. I was worried they were going to end with him in the quantum realm. I get like, that. To be continued. Because that's kind of what happened at the end of the second one. Yeah. They kind of wrap that up in a stinger, I think. Yeah. And it's a but with pointless. this one, he gets back to the world. And yeah. I, I liked, though, how it was that, okay, this story is over. But then he has the thing like, but was he dead? Did I? Like, he kind of, mm-hmm. he, he hints that there could be more. But then it's like, no, that story's over. And I get that. And I actually appreciated that as a last scene. And there were reshoots. And I wonder, because you can kind of tell Evangeline's, Evangeline Lily's hair changed. Uh, remember when we went to the dinner party after that? Yes. What was the point of that final scene? I think it was just him kind of wrapping it up. Again? Yeah. I didn't get that. And then he tried the food and he's like, oh, gross. No, it was the, it was the bad cake that the guy made. That was a, it, was, it was trying to be a joke about how the, bad the, it, the Baskin Robbins guy made. That his manager made that he doesn't make cakes. What a bad ending for a blockbuster. But I honestly, I, I thought the same thing where I went like, 
when we write our comedy sketches, we yep. always say end on a, in a really good joke and sure. in a big laugh. Right. That's what you want. And this one, I, I really did think confused people because everyone went, whoa, what happened? Mm-hmm. Why did he react like that? To get then, a third eye from the whatever dimension? <laughs> but then I went, oh, he just didn't like the cake. But the way they played it out, it was just wrong. Uh, you should also know, listener, that uh, the there are two pe- post-credit scenes as per usual mm-hmm. in Marvel. Spoiler alert for them. Here we go. The, the post-credit scene is like multiple Kangs showing the multiverse of Kangs. <laughs> so stupid. So we have... Some of which open their mouths. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah. I was like, oh, finally. That. You can see his teeth. There's like, yeah, three old school like Egyptian and all these sort of different... These three Kangs, they're like going down to this Coliseum. <laughs> these three Kangs <laughs> of Ant-Man they are. <laughs> and they're like, oh... The uh, conqueror has been, you know, conquered. We need to unleash everyone else. And there's all these, basically a huge coliseum of just crazy kings. Yeah. And you're like, oh, cool. What's going to happen next? And I was like, oh, I don't care. And then they have another one. They have a, a post-credit sequence. Whereas uh, it's the uh, episode zero of season two of Loki. It's a teaser for Loki. And it's, it's Loki and Owen Wilson there a uh, you know, hundred years ago. Wow. And they're watching. Yeah, right. And they're watching uh, a old timey king. Uh, named Victor Timely. And he's like, uh, he's oh, this guy seems machine. nice, doesn't he? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. You guys are pushing King so hard to the point where at the end of the movie said, what? Not Ant-Man will return. Oh, it said King will return. Yeah. It didn't say Ant-Man will return, which was weird to me. I went, wait, wait, did I just read because that Because this right? was hardly Ant-Man, Ant-Man's movie. Yeah. But I still can't, I still enjoyed it. Like, I yeah. shouldn't say enjoy it. I, I liked it. Sure. Like, I got to the end and I went, you know what? I didn't hate that. Yeah. Which is the three stars. Yeah, I just, I, you know, obviously. Yeah. You know, you know how I feel. Yeah. So there you go. Let us know what you thought about Ant-Man 3 or uh, or Phase 5. Uh, or yeah. in a month and a half when you decide to watch this on Disney Plus for free. Do you think so? Yeah. Is it coming out? Yeah, time? every movie comes out in a month and a half now. <gasps> really? Yeah, so wait. Do not see this in theater. Do not support this whatsoever. But it is kind of a bigger movie in that regard with the visuals. No, 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 no. Mm. The garbage looking. No. It's all CG. Oh, Go for a movie that has practical effects. Do not give your time and attention to something that looks like it's Disney Plus quality. I have so many questions about the Quantum Realm, by the way, speaking yeah. of big and small. Sure. Because this is, in theory, you shrink down so far yeah. that you're in the Quantum Realm. Which yes, is, you're atomic, below atomic But wouldn't small. that mean that like that entire world fits on the head of a pin? Yes. Then how on earth, or how in the Quantum Realm, sure. does everyone know everything about everyone? Because that world is going to be enormous. I don't understand that. It's like a county in the quantum realm. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what this is. And they all end up in the same spot. I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, there's nothing to it. It doesn't want to be got. It doesn't it want wants to be you science. to watch the movie and go, it wants oh, to be fantasy. that's funny. Now you're just insulting. Brain people. dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to end it there. Okay. Uh, Thanks but, for listening once again. Yeah. Tell us what you thought or if you're going to yeah. wait to see this. Yeah. Because we want to hear from you. And uh, well, we may hear from Scott Lang again. Who knows? This has been our review of Ant-Man 3.
you, Joel. I'm small now. <laughs>